Hello, hello, and welcome back to the DTF Podcast. My name is Sam Norton, and you are a wonderful listener. Thank you guys for listening. You guys have been so supportive, and I very much enjoy all the, the listens and likes and everything. You guys have been great. Today, we are talking about a comic, question mark, because I consider him to be, but technically he's not. He definitely is a fucking inspiration for me, kind of. Uh, changed my artistic outlook on life. I love this this dude to death, and we're going to talk today on Just a Tad about a man born in London, England in 1971, and his birth name was Daniel Doomley. This young man would move stateside to Long Island, New York, and become the mad villain I've grown to obsess about in a cult-esque way. He is the enigmatic jokester, the king of rhymes, the mad villain himself, M.F. Doom. Yes, I am talking about a rapper today. Fuck it, I've talked about cartoon characters in the past, and you guys haven't complained, so fuck you, I get to talk about whatever I want. It's my goddamn podcast, and you know what? This guy's hilarious as shit. I love MF Doom. Now, if you guys need a little bit more of a backstory, um, he he's a, like I said, he's a technically an American uh, rapper from New York, but he, he was born in London. He lives in London now. He had a really long career, uh, but he didn't really come to prominence until later on. Like, he started off in the 1980s. He... Had a group with, I believe, his brother and one of his friends. Um, they formed a group called KMD. And they uh, they had a decent career. And then I think it went bust. Um, but they, they had a pretty good career. But then he, he kind of got jaded and fell out of the game for a little bit. And then resurged as this masked, he wears a mask, uh, MC. And he was completely independent. He was pissed off about the music industry and how it was treating people. Kind of gave the big deuces and flipped the bird to him. And came up in 1997, released an album and came up with this persona. Uh, it was called Operation Doomsday. Now, his whole thing is he's got this... It At first, was just like a painted Darth Maul mask. It was like a silver mask. And his... His persona is uh, MF Doom, so motherfucking Doom, and he he came up with Doom as a concept to be like a like an anti rapper and to go about his lyrics in a villainous way. So he he and what I mean by that is if there is a norm on how to do something he does he tries to do the opposite so he'll try to cut the legs out from under uh under people with uh i don't know like one of his uh one of the albums that we're going to be talking about today or from the album we're going to talk about today is called mm food and uh, that whole thing had a shitload of just food references. Another album of his, uh, he produces a lot, and he sampled a shitload of songs from, like, old 1960s cartoons. Like, he's very uh, eccentric, and on top of that, his writing structure, like I said, it, he went about it in a villainous way. He played with rhyme schemes, so instead of, like, an A-B rhyme format, he would cut up... At each beat uh, of uh, of a song, and in the line or the 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 bar, 
he would rhyme each word with the following line word by word and then he would switch up rhyme schemes so he was he was playing with the idea of uh what what rap uh should could and can be um but we're not here to talk about that because i am not a professional rapper so i can't go too far into that but i am a professional comedian i can talk about why this motherfucker is so fucking funny um he, uh, we're, we're gonna listen to one of my favorite songs, uh, from his 2004 album, Mm Food. Like I said, that's M-M, uh, what is it, a- Ampers, not Amperstan, what is that? Ellip- ellipses. M-M Ellipses Food, F-O-O-D, which is clever, because it's an am- anagram of M-F Doom. See what he did there? The guy's motherfucking, he's, he's clever as shit, right? Uh, the, the song that we're going to be listening to is one of the tracks called Rap Snitches Knishes, right? And this song is, is a great song. And it, don't just take my word for it. Let's see what somebody else has to say. A little man named Most Deaf. Most Deaf, what do you have to say about Rap Snitches Knishes? Yo, that Rap Snitches shit on the Doom album... Yeah, that's easily one of the greatest shits ever. Rap snitches, telling all their business, taking the cup, they be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. (laughs) 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 Oh, that shit was hilarious. I was like, this song needs to be out. Needs to be a hit. (laughs) You see, like, oh my god. (laughs) I totally agree. See what I did there? It's like he's in the studio with me. Uh, by studio, I mean my office. Uh, yeah, no, uh, you can't get a higher praise than most deaf. Uh, I mean, I guess you could, but most deaf is very respected. If you guys aren't hip hop fans, he's very respected amongst the uh, rap and hip hop community. The dude knows what the fuck he's doing, and he's a huge fan of Doom. I it, it, almost every rapper is, and I've met a lot of comics who are because. Seems like Doom kind of mixes the 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 through line, which is rappers really like re, like nerdy rappers like uh, most deaf. Lyrics do play a part in both, right? But rappers, in my experience, with the ones that I know, uh, MCs, they really like the clever ways of messing with format. So, like I said, he was messing with bars and lines and rhyme schemes in ways that most rappers wouldn't even think to do or wouldn't imagine that you could do on that regular basis. Like, he has a very unique voice, right? And then they also like the lyrics, whereas comics, right, we also like the lyrics, too. We're in a spoken word format. That's where the through line is. But most comics I know love his clever use of twists and humor right he gets real meta and he's he burns other mcs real good which is what we're going to get into so sit back relax listen to this fucking great song now if you're if you're like me anytime you listen to a song the first few times you just kind of feel the beat and get into it but i want you guys to try i'm gonna i'll go over it but i want you guys to try to listen to the lyrics of the song because it's fucking hilarious right to give you a little bit of a help uh on listening to the lyrics on this this whole song rap snitches knishes is like most death said it is about 
people giving like when rappers uh brag about fucking crimes they've done and doom was the first one to my knowledge to go like you guys are fucking idiots here <laughs> you guys are giving you guys are like uh, uh uh what's it called you're incriminating yourselves you fucking morons uh so listen to rap snitches conditions come back and we'll have hot beats the rest of the show all right enjoy yo MF Doom, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic. Villain. what up nigga, ain't nothing, what's the word, it's cracking boy, same old shit kid, man, rap snitches man, shit is bugged out man, what the fuck man, niggas running their mouth, telling them anything, anything, Rap snitches, telling all their business Sit in the court and be their own star witness Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here, fuck around Get the whole label sent up for years, uh Rap snitches, telling all their business Sit in the court and be their own star witness Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here, fuck around Get the whole label sent up for years, uh Tight profile, low, like eight and paid in full Attract heavy cash, cut the game centrifugal Mr. Fantastic, long though like elastic Got my life with twin clocks that's made out of plastic Stand up brown nosing nigga, fake ass bastard Admiring my style, tall bust through Manhattan Plotting, playing the quickest My flow's the sickest, my hoes be the thickest My dro, the stickiest Street nigga, stamped and bonafide When beef jump niggas come get me Cause they know I ride True to the ski mask, New York's my origin Play a fake gangster like an old accordion According to him, when the D's rushed in Complication from the wild, testimony was thin Cause this man to go up north, the boy hit him again Name rap snitch, nigga even told on the man Mexican rap snitches telling all their business, sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. Rap snitches telling all their business, sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. True, there's rules to this shit. Fools dare care. Everybody wanna rule the world with tears for fear. Yeah, yeah, tell them, tell it on the mountain hill. Running up their mouth, Bill. Everybody doubting still. Former, keep it up and get tested. Pop through your bubble vest or double breasted. He keep a lab down south in the little beast. So much heat, you would have thought it was the Middle East. A little grease always keeps the wheels a spinning. Like sitting on 23s to get the squealers grinning. Hitting on many trees, feel real linen. Spitting on enemies, get the steel for ten men. With no brains but gum flap. He said his gun clap. Then he fled after one slap. Son shut the trap, saving for the bitches. Mmm, delicious rap snitch delicious. You know what I'm saying? It's terrible. crazy, man. I'm just analyzing this whole game. It's just bugged out, man. Niggas snitching. Telling on their own self. It's a horror, Fuck man. around. Don't get anybody bag, man. Trust me. Fuck around. Get your mama bag, man. You know your grandma used to be bootlegging. Fake hustling, nigga. Alright, that was Mr. Fantastic featured with MF Doom on Rap Snitches Knishes on Mmm Food Album. Just sounded like a DJ, that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah man, what a fucking, what a great song. I'm gonna go over the hook for you, cause that's my, I mean, you guys heard it, I'm sure you got it. Uh, it's such a funny hook, where they say Rap Snitches, telling all they business, sitting in the court. And they're their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around. Get the whole label sent up for year. Uh, 
All right, that's just such a great hook. First off, it fits the beat, the rhyme, and everything. Uh, again, I'm not gonna go too far into that because I'm I'm white. I gotta stick with what I know. Um, what I that was weird. Why did I get racist with it? Uh, the it's so fucking funny how how sarcastic it is. Of like, yeah, they're telling other business. Uh, and then to rhyme business with star witness is great, but it. It really, it really kind of, if you're a huge fan of hip-hop like I am, that's why a big fan of, the reason I'm a big fan of hip-hop is because a lot of albums are, like, vague roast battles. Uh, now, ro like, uh, direct roasting happens in rap battles, but MCs have this uh, kind of bravado where they all get to say, I'm the best, and then they point out the weaknesses of, you know, vaguely of the rest MCs of what they're doing. So that's how you differentiate yourself. Now, a lot of MCs, which is what's great about this song, a lot of MCs will try to show how hard they are or how good of a, how much money they have by hustling or how much they uh, don't give a fuck. Like, they have this bravado of... You know, I've been to jail, I don't give a fuck, I'm hustling, look at all the money, I've killed that motherfucker, I'll kill you too. Like, in the pursuit of bragging about money, toughness, and don't fuck with me, they are, and that's what the song is saying, they are outing themselves of being fucking criminals. So... And, and uh, I'll get into the second part, but this part we'll talk about, right? Let's say they are 100% serious, which we all know is bullshit. But let's say the ones that are serious of, like, uh, you know, you think, uh, you think you got a gat, but you ain't got shit. I've been killing motherfuckers. I, I, I don't even know why I'm trying to rhyme. But you know what I mean? Like, they'll be, they'll, they'll kind of call out people of, like, Oh, so many rappers are out here talking about the guns, but I got a I got a whole fucking slew of guns that I got arrested for, and then they talk about how they got arrested for guns like the year before, and then they the next verse is like, yeah, I didn't give a shit. I did my time, came back out, and got those guns back, motherfucker. And then it's like, wait a minute. So you just said that you went to jail or prison for uh having a firearm without a license and then you got out and then you just admitted to potentially millions and millions of people that you are breaking the law again like you're fucking stupid like that's not you're not a good gangster or hustler like you're just gonna get caught again you idiot and that's basically what they're saying right here is like uh the next line too i, I love this like do you see the perpetrator like he's in court and the guy's like yeah i'm right here like you're so moronic that you're taking credit for your own crimes and you're proud of it. Like, all right, then you're going to go to jail. Like, you're you're making yourself look like a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> and then the next part. Um, I... <laughs> the, the, this, is, this is my favorite part because it's, uh, well... It's the outro, so that's the hook, right? That's kind of the beginning of it. The intro is great because uh, I think it's Mr. Fantastic says, "Get everyone bagged. Get your mama. Get your mama bag. Get your grandma. She used to be a bootlegger. Bootlegger. Uh, you just a fake hustling nigga." I love that verse 
because one, they're just kind of saying it in studio. Uh, you know, they wrote it down though. But like, he's saying like, dude, like after they go through the whole song, they're like, you're getting, you're gonna get everyone in trouble for being accomplice to your horseshit. Even your mom's gonna get in trouble because she probably supports you. And and then, then they call him out for what I think is actually happening. This is my favorite part of the song, uh, where they say like. Hey, your grandma used to be a bootlegger. Like, yeah, I bet your grandma was a real hustler. She really did shit. She kept her trap shut. And then they're going like, I bet you're just saying, like, you've done shit. You fake hustling. And I'm not going to say it again, but drops the N-word to make the rhyme happen. But it's like, yeah, your grandma was way more of a hustler than you because she kept her fucking trap shut and she did the job that she needed to do. Nobody should want to hustle i mean unless you're a fucking psycho and you're uh, just want to be a criminal but like it, it should it should not be a good the hustling's not fun or good i i've <laughs> i i've done some business in the past and uh it's way better to be straight laced and not having to fucking work your ass off for every little penny sometimes it's nice to sit back and just have money invested you fucking idiots so stop acting like you you're struggling this whole time like that and if and if you are struggling right cool but don't like talk about the struggle don't talk don't brag about the shit you did to cut corners you fucking idiot like that's what they're saying like you talk about cutting corners you're gonna get everyone arrested and no there's not many songs that i hear that do that as and especially as clever as this one did that's why i love it so much in the in the verse uh, their verse is basically saying how dumb MCs are for bragging about crimes, but more than that, I, it's it's really playing off of how fake other MCs are. Uh, that rap went from, and I and you could argue that even NWA was playing up their bravado a little bit more than they were, but I, I don't think Easy E was. Easy E was very much a dude from the streets and. Uh, terrifying. I remember when I was younger, like, NWA came out before I was born, but I didn't get into them until I started getting into rap, which was in middle school. I'm just a little white kid from Kansas getting into rap because it was, like, my, it was my version of punk. Like, I talked to kids who got into punk music, uh, and, and, like, heavy metal, like, that anti-establishment thing, and we talk about it in the same vein. I just, for whatever reason, like... I don't know, melodic beats or something like that. But I remember uh, Eazy-E from uh, NWA, that that whole group, I remember watching videos, and especially when he went out on his own and was, like, with Bone Thugs and stuff, Eazy-E was this tiny motherfucker who was, like, he looked like my size. Even on TV, I was like, oh, is he in middle school? But he was fucking terrifying. And I think that's because he was kind of fucking terrifying in real life. Like, I think... I think he had the chops of real-life experience to back up the shit that he was saying. Whereas, like, Dr. Dre, no offense to Dre, he still, you know, could probably beat the fuck out of me. Dr. Dre really never did that to me. I saw him, uh, you know, in driving around L.A. in his convertible in in his music videos. I'm like, eh, that just kind of seems like a cool dude. And even Snoop Dogg, Tupac, all these guys... uh, 
for some reason, something didn't click in my head to where I was like, oh, they're scary. Even though a lot of their songs are like, I'm going to fucking shoot you up and stuff. I was like, eh, it's just a song. But Easy e was one that I was like, holy shit. So I think it's very rare that MCs actually are who they present they are or have been in the past. And I think that's... I Not even I think. I know that the, that's what... Doom is pointing out in this is that he's he's probably gone through his whole fucking career was so and and met so many MCs and was so uh, disgusted by the industry going like no no you gotta you gotta be hard you gotta you gotta go hard to the paint and really show how much from the streets you are and then now that he's kind of out on his own and independent. He made songs like this to go like, yeah, it's full. You guys are all full of shit, you fake motherfuckers. Like, I'm actually out here because this was he. He's he like went out and made his own label and selling shit out of the trunk, and he got fucking huge back in two thousands, like late nineties, early two thousand. He got fucking huge for just being an independent dude, just fucking hustling his ass off. He's like, no, I've been out here doing this my whole life, and I'm still not. I don't have to pretend. Like, I'm shooting up people. I'm actually hustling and doing shit, but I, I'm i doing it off of creativity. So there is a way to do it, is basically what he was pointing out. Uh, and I, I'm, one, of, one of his lines that I like in the song that uh, Doom has is he says, uh, Wear no brains but gum flaps. He says his gun clapped, then he fled after one slap. Now I'm going to break that down. Wear no brains but gun flaps. Basically, he's saying, uh, yeah, the guy's an idiot, and all he does is flap his fucking mouth. He just can't shut up, right? Uh, maybe you guys can relate. Uh, some people in your life where you're like, wow, you just keep fucking talking. And if you're saying it's me, you're probably right, but go fuck yourself, right? Uh, then, after that, uh, he says, uh, he said his gun clap. That means, oh, he said he, he said he shot at somebody, right? Uh, then he fled after one slap. So, like a little bitch, he got slapped and was like, I'm going home, fuck you! Right? Then he said, Son, shut your trap. Save it for the bitches. Mmm, delicious rap snitches. Rap knishes. I love that. Just basically, in, in what, four lines, he, he has. Four lines, he has two rhymes, by the way. Uh, flaps and bitches, which is great. But he rhymes it. Uh, he rhymes flaps. Well, let me see here. One, two, three, four. He rhymes it four times in one line, and then or in two lines, and then one, two, three in one line with bitches. So, uh, as much as I can uh, analyze that, that's pretty fucking impressive because it's usually one rhyme per line. He's he's rhyming throughout the whole line, which is pretty hard to do because you have to sit there and go. All right, what rhymes with flaps? All right, claps, flat, and you got to put all that together. But then you got to put it into the context that you're trying to say. So it takes a lot of effort just to write something that quick. Uh, I mean, it's four lines, goes by like that. You barely notice it, but you probably spent maybe an hour or two trying to figure out the exact right way to say that, and then sync it up with the beat. So that's that. But I also like that in two lines, he fucking cuts the legs out. He just syncopates. He, he makes it... Not syncopates. He he makes it so succinct in four lines just to end out his song of what the song is all about. Being like, hey, 
shut your fucking mouth, stop lying that you're harder or doing whatever the fuck you're doing, because all you're doing is making yourself look like a little bitch, and then he goes, yeah, and then steps back, and that's where he goes, mmm, delicious, rap snish knishes, like, I just ate you up, oh, like, that's, that, that type of bravado in hip-hop, I love, when you, it's, it's like watching Chris Rock kill on Bigger and Blacker, and just drop the mic at the end of it when it's like, yeah, I did that shit. I want to see someone try to pick that motherfucker up. And then everybody's like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll wait till the audience, like, calms down before I <laughs> I try to do it. Like, mic drops in uh, when an MC is good is is the best. And I think, I think fucking Doom is the best. Motherfucker changed... Changed what my idea of... Change what my idea of uh, art could be. Um, I've had a few in my life. Uh, Prince was definitely one of them. If you guys listen to the Prince episode, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, go listen to that one. But Prince was somebody who taught me about uh, artistic integrity. Um, and uh, Patrice O'Neill, uh, as a comic, taught me that you can uh, really talk about anything it doesn't have to be straight from life it can't just be philosophy and doom personally doom taught me that you can really go out on your own and although it's scary to go out there people will fucking follow if you got a product um now i have to admit that that one is the hardest one i've learned i i go through spurts like i'll have a a couple of good years when I'm like, fuck, I am doing what I want, and I'm like, I'm gonna be out on this branch, and people are gonna come to me, and then it doesn't happen, and then I fucking pander, and then I hate myself, and so I have, like, these up, it's, I've had, like, two or three ups and downs where I'm like, I'm just gonna stay out here, I'm gonna fucking do it, and then I cave, so at some point, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Doom's advice that he's been living and proves that works, is that you just gotta stay out on that branch and work hard enough, and people will fucking come to you, because you have a product, because nobody... I'm telling you, who the fuck would have thought that you could become a millionaire? And I'm pretty sure he is a millionaire. He's he's had a lot of uh, <laughs> he's had a lot of success. Um, millionaire just by working your ass off and being true to yourself. Nobody, I guarantee you, go back in the early '90s and be like, "Hey, I will tell you right now, one of the most respected rappers or MCs in the." in uh, the whole industry will be this guy who wears a silver gladiator type mask on stage doesn't talk about his real identity and refers to himself as a villain uh, nobody's gonna fucking be like oh yeah no that sound that sounds like an app there that sounds like a recipe for success especially in this hip-hop industry we're in like no then nobody would ever fucking think that that was gonna happen guess what it did and i think he's only getting bigger because the people like uh like chance the rapper coming up he's a few years younger than me and he's huge or getting there and guess what guaranteed he's influenced by doom you ask him and it's because like my generation is finally coming up through the hip-hop industry and we all Anybody who's like a true fan of hip-hop, we all went, fucking Doom's the one. He's the one taking the mantle, whereas like pop culture, 
Uh, rightfully so. Uh, you know, Eminem was great. Jay-Z was great. And they got big around that time. But you ask any true hip-hop man, I, I, I will bet money, just like fucking De- most Def would, I would bet money that most hip-hop fans will say Doom is hands down the best MC from that era. And what's great, and b- before before we leave this episode, uh, one of my favorite things about Doom that is not expressed in this song is this motherfucker did one of the coolest things I have ever heard in any genre of art. Uh, he... Alright, so he wears this metal mask, right? And I've I've been following him since shit. 2006? 2007, maybe? Um, so I've been following him for a long time. I, lo- I try to watch interviews. I listen to him, all that shit. Never seen his actual face before. I've seen pictures of him from when he was younger, but I've never seen his adult fucking face. He's very guarded about... You know, the, the, the persona he's putting out is not Daniel. The persona he's putting out is MF Doom. And in one... He, he started going on a tour. And I don't know. I tried to look up when he actually started doing this. But at some point, this, this motherfucker started... Uh, not franchising, but hiring out other people to go do his sets. For example, Most Def, I think four or five years ago here in Chicago, Most Def came out on stage with the metal mask, the mad villain mask that I'm talking about, and did MF Doom's whole set. Doom never even showed up into Chicago. It was just Def. And I think there was another guy that did it too, but... Most came out and did the whole thing. Now, that was, that was cool, because, uh, you know, it's most deaf. Uh, but he, Doom did this so much, and he would just collect paychecks. Like, he would pay, like, half and half, but he'd never have to go out. He would just sit on his ass in New York, just, you know, I don't know, producing music while somebody else is out touring for him, pretending to be him. He was like a fucking cult leader, right? And that's great, because people are getting pissed off that Doom wouldn't show up. And you know what he did? He didn't apologize. He didn't make up some lame excuse. He kind of... I mean, some people may think it's a lame excuse, but... I think he's dead-ass serious, and I'm 100% okay with it. He was like, listen... You didn't hire Daniel. You hired Doom. And Doom is whoever's wearing the fucking mask. And what he says is, if you're a fan of comic books... MF Doom is like uh, Dr. Doom from the Fantastic Four, the bad guy. And Dr. Doom is notorious in comics for having what's called Doom bots. And anytime, they're like robots that look like him, right? And anytime X Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers, whoever, anytime they defeat Doom or they uh, like accidentally kill him or something like that, you always find out at the end of the comic that, oh yeah, or by the next one when Doom shows up again inevitably, they always go like, oh yeah, that was a Doom bot. It wasn't actually Doctor Doom. It was it was one of his robots the whole time. And you're like, wow, what, well really? Because one of his robots was strong enough to fight the Hulk, so that's pretty fucking amazing. Uh, but that's what he said. He's like, no, those are my Doom bots. They look, act, and for all intents and purposes, are me. They're just as powerful, but they're not the original. 
So he got away with using a comic book reference to justify his artistic outlook. And I and for some reason that hits me on every level that a fucking nerdy English-born uh, Long Island rapper is using comic books to justify his harsh MC persona to hustle money out of stupid promoters. Everything I just said in that last sentence gives me the biggest boner of like, fuck me, I will follow Doom into the depths of hell, because everything that... If he was running for president, that's the platform I'm looking for. Just nerdy, nerdy dudes doing what they do, hustling money out of stupid people who have it. Like, that is the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. And... The whole time he's hustling money out of people that don't deserve to have it. What's that Barnum and Bailey's saying? Like, if you're stupid enough to have money and give it away, you didn't deserve it in the first place. He's doing all that, hustling money out of people, while keeping artistic integrity. And not only keeping it, but expanding upon it. Making other people, like Def, go like, yeah, I gotta hop on this train. Like, I'm telling you, he's a fucking cult leader, and I love him to death. If, if you like this song if you like what i've been talking about please look him up uh the the album i will always uh tell people to listen to is mm food that's a good one behind me what you've been hearing is his uh double album called special herbs uh he's got a lot of different shit out there but the one that everybody uh really kind of jerks off to is uh 2000 in fours, I believe it's 2004's Mad Villain. Uh, it's got a it's got a great album cover. It's just him and his fucking metal mask staring at you. It's great. Uh, that's the one that everybody talks about. But uh, yeah, I would say mm, food or special herbs from mine if you like that melodic shit. So everyone, thank you for joining me on another episode of the uh, DTF podcast of Just a Tad. Uh, I'm glad I was able to give you just a tad today, and I hope you would like a little bit more. We will be back every week, like always. Please, if you are listening to this, give this likes. It helps me out, all right? It brings more people here. It gets it up uh, more. Or share it. That's great. If you go, hey, I think I know somebody who would like to hear this fucking maniac dissect uh, comedy things. Share it with people who... I I know there are uh, other people who like this shit, because I'm not the only one, right? If you build it, they will come. You guys have come. And I, I very much appreciate that you guys keep coming back. You're you're all wonderful in my book. Uh, even though I don't even know that. You guys could be all assholes. Uh, <laughs> but in in my heart, I feel like uh, I feel like we're kind of kindred spirits. Uh, we all we all really appreciate the things that we like. And uh, I'm trying to put some positivity out in the world of just saying, like, you know what? There's a lot of shit I hate. And I usually put that up on stage, but on this thing, I want to talk about the shit I absolutely adore. And if you want me to talk about something you adore, uh, comment. Give me something. If you guys think I should uh, do an episode on something, let me know. I'll research the fuck out of it. I'll try to get in your mind space and say what's great about it. Or you can tell me what you think is great about it, and maybe I'll find that same thing. So whatever you guys want. I love you all to death. Please join us next time on the DTF Podcast. My name has been Sam Norton. Thank you for very much for listening and joining. I will see you next time. Peace.